This is for those of you who have prayed to God or higher power or universe or whatever you want to call it, and you don't think it's been answered because it doesn't look the way you think it's supposed to look. Well, think again. Here you go. Episode number 55, Stop Overlooking the Answer to Your Prayers. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower women to master their brain BS so they can get what they really want out of life. I'm your host, Maureen Kapkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to inspire you to look within, push past your fears, and understand that you alone are responsible for everything you create in your life. So sit back, fasten your seatbelts, and let's get started on a journey of self-discovery that's going to lead you to where and who you truly want to be. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am in sunny Santa Barbara and it is a lot warmer than it is in the Midwest and a lot less snow, but it's still a little chilly for around here. So it's like high 50s, low 60s, but I am not complaining. I will take it, especially because I hear the Midwest is getting ready to hunker down for a big storm that's heading its way. So I hope you all stay safe there in the Midwest. Okay, so let's talk about um, brain BS today. And my brain BS today is I am feeling so relaxed, Um, (laughs) which is not typically the way I feel, if I'm totally honest with myself. I think it's a result of the alcohol experiment because I have been doing so much work related to that, so much journaling and writing and so much meditating and being still so much embracing boredom and accepting it and not making it a problem that I actually feel like it's changing the chemical composition of my body. But don't get me wrong. I'm I'm feeling relaxed right now, but it it could go away in a heartbeat. It depends on the thoughts. At the life coach school, they used to call them drive-bys. You can have a thought come into your head and just whoosh, throw you completely off track and you are not in that same state of relaxation that you used to be. But I am aware of it now. I'm totally keeping an eye on it. I'm observing all the thoughts and all the feelings that come up from not drinking. And um, it's really interesting to be honest because the truth is, now there's like, I've talked about this before, there's addicts who have to drink because they have a physical addiction to it. This is not me. So this is this is a habit drinker that you're talking to. And that is what I'm working on is creating a new relationship with my habit. And I've already done that. And it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. If I totally break up with it or if we continue to see each other on a occasional basis. Um, I did have, I finished up the 30 days and I did have one glass of wine the other night. And it was really uh, anticlimactic, I guess. Uh, But it was, you know, I'm really proud of myself for doing this experiment and looking into this work because now I'm doing research on it and I'm learning so much about habits and how our brains are wired. And I'm finding all these people out there who desperately need help in figuring this out. And what's being offered now isn't appealing to a lot of people. And I feel like I could really help a lot of people with this. So I am really proud of myself for finally doing this work. I'm relieved because, oh my God, I have made this into, 
I have made, whether I quit drinking or not, like a full-time job. (laughs) And I'm not like having all these consequences for my drinking. So really all I'm doing is robbing myself of peace of mind, installing and, and just putting something off that I knew I should do. I knew there was something around me not drinking that my intuition kept telling me that and I wasn't listening to it. And I, I should have listened to it a long time ago. But I guess everything happens exactly when it's supposed to and it wasn't supposed to happen any other way. So I'll stick with that. So anyway, um, today I'm going to do my podcast. I was so tired and relaxed and I didn't feel like doing it. But now that I'm here, I'm getting energized because they, I actually did have the thought that, oh no, people really need to hear this episode because I can't believe how many people think that God or a higher power or universe is not listening to their prayers, doesn't care about them, has abandoned them because that's total bullshit. And I'm going to explain to you exactly what I mean in this episode. So let's get started. All right. So I want to discuss three points around our topic about stop overlooking the answers to your prayers and what we need to keep in mind when we're looking for guidance from a higher power. Three things. Number one, the answer is not going to look the way you think it should. Number two, the answer will usually take us out of our comfort zone, almost always, but not always. Um, And three, finding the answer will require us to become the master of our brain BS. Let's start with answers won't look the way we think they should. Let's start here because this is a common problem we all face. We think that when we pray to, and you can insert here whatever it is that you want, but for me, it's the universe, so that's what I'll be using in this podcast episode. But when, So when I pray to the universe, we're going to get what we think we need. This will get us into trouble every time because as humans with brains, we have no idea of what we really need. We think we have it all figured out, but we don't. It's so much easier for us to see other people more clearly than we see ourselves. As a result, we cannot be objective and are unable to see that we actually receive guidance because it looks so different than we anticipated. So when somebody tells you that their prayers are being ignored and that the universe has turned its back on them, we know that's total bull... I was going to say brain BS and bullshit, but maybe I started something new. I don't know. Okay, so we know that's total BS. What is really happening is that individual has lost her ability to see the whole picture and the underlying issues beneath the surface. For example, I've been looking for guidance from the universe to help me reduce my desire for alcohol on the weekends. You're all aware of this. I've been talking about the alcohol experiment. I thought that would look like me not getting cravings to have a glass of wine when the weekends rolled around, or at least, you know, a lot less of them. Oh, if only this was the way it worked. How awesome would it be to miraculously eliminate all the cravings and never experience any discomfort, which is basically what I was praying for. Well, if we pick this apart, we can see the flaw in my logic and expectations regarding cravings. If I do not learn how to manage urges and get comfortable with uncomfortable emotions, I will never be able to create new relationships with old habits. I will continue to reach for something external as a reward or diversion, which just reinforces the habit. I will continue to believe that my action of drinking is a problem and will not dig deeper to understand why I am drinking in the first place. So my thinking the answer to my prayer should look like less cravings was not what I needed at a deeper level. 
It turns out that what I needed was to understand every aspect of my habit and feel many uncomfortable emotions and not avoid them. I needed to learn how to reframe from responding to urges, allow them to be there, and to learn how to not make them a problem. I needed to feel my feelings and not freak out over them. In the end, that is what will build the foundation to reduce my desire for alcohol long term. So you see how this works? So the second point, get ready for some discomfort. One thing I have come to realize about trying to evolve and uncover my higher self is that it's rarely comfortable. So when I pray for a solution or an answer, I can be pretty sure that whatever it is will require me to feel uncomfortable emotions. For example, stopping alcohol requires me to manage intense urges at times. Stopping smoking or any other habit will produce the same result. So say I pray to the universe for a solution to stop feeling anxiety on the weekends because that emotion inspires me to drink. Most people would think that if I kept experiencing anxiety, the prayer was not answered. But the truth is, the universe knows that what I really need to do is get used to experiencing anxiety without reaching outside of myself to solve the way it makes me feel. That dynamic is what creates habits and eventually can lead to addictions. We teach our brains that alcohol or another habit will solve the emotion we are experiencing as if it needs to be fixed. It doesn't. Feeling our emotions and not getting triggered by them is the goal. That is very powerful stuff. Another point I want to make is that it is not all or nothing, so there's no way it is going to be easy all of the time, no matter what choices we make. When we are trying to change a behavior or create a new result, we're going to experience discomfort for sure. This is not a problem. The problem is that we think experiencing discomfort is an indication that something has gone terribly wrong. The opposite is actually true because we know if there is discomfort, growth is on the way. The discomfort will come from staying the same despite understanding that our habitual behaviors continue to produce the same result we do not want, or it will come from changing the way we think and creating a new relationship with a habit. The universe will meet us where we are and not give us more than we can handle. For instance, I have prayed many times for my clients and more money in my business. When my prayers did not result in new clients in the past, I felt unheard and unrecognized by the universe. For those of you who are in human design, you know that an unrecognized projector is not good for anybody. Well, it turns out I may have thought that what I needed was more clients to feel better, but the universe knew I had to feel better before I could get more clients. Therefore, it withheld more clients until I built the emotional foundation I needed to support them, as well as myself, as a coach of a thriving business with many ups and downs. That meant I needed to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that meant I had to stop resisting urges and emotions that I did not like. I had to stop wishing they would go away and to a degree be grateful they were there so I could learn how to manage them. Now we're going to talk about mastering our brain BS. I have mentioned about a hundred times in this podcast how our thoughts create our feelings and those lead to actions to give us our results. So if our thought is God doesn't care about me or some sort of variation of that, our brains are going to completely overlook anything that contradicts that belief. 
For example, say I pray for a particular client to sign on with me because I believe she is the perfect fit, but she decides against it. Because I think that I'm not supported by the universe, not signing with me will be perceived by me as a confirmation of everything I thought. This is what we call being mastered by our brain BS. We are buying into all the negative thoughts that are not serving us and possibly even making future decisions that can cause us pain and suffering based on faulty thinking. I might start to question my abilities as a coach and second guess my decision to make coaching a career choice. You get the idea. It could go on and on. Now, if we mastered our brain BS instead, our perception would be totally different. In order to do that, the first thing we must do is lose any notion that the universe would ever turn its back on us. That would never, ever happen. And I know that if I start to entertain that idea, it is a wake-up call for me that I am not managing my mind well. The next step is to identify fact from fiction and be able to recognize brain BS when we see it. Any thoughts that put us in victim mode inspire us to feel sorry for ourselves and are just generally not helpful come from our ego and our brain BS. The next step in mastering our brain BS around prayers is that we want to ask ourselves really good questions when we believe we did not get something that we really wanted and prayed for. By really good, I mean open-ended questions that give us an opportunity to explore both sides of the situation and a chance to respond in a positive way. I might ask, what is this situation trying to teach me? Or I might ask, how could the client not signing on be happening for me and not to me? Maybe I would ask, how is this perfect for me and everybody involved? I'm sure you can see how this is so much more helpful than thinking the universe does not have my back and something has gone terribly wrong. If we ask good questions and take time to reflect, we will always discover that the prayer has indeed been answered and that we either don't like the way the answer looks or we might fear the way it will make us feel if we listen to the solution offered to us. All right, now I want to give you a scenario to illustrate how our thoughts and mind management truly do determine if we are able to see that our prayers have been answered. There is no committee out there in charge of tracking whose prayers got answered and whose did not. We are the only ones who can determine the answer to this question. So I want you to understand your mind and how it works so you can always find the answer to your prayers. Say you're older and back on the dating scene for the first time in decades. You really want to meet somebody and be in a monogamous and intimate relationship with a partner. You start dating a guy and you really like him. He seems perfect and you feel like your prayers have been answered. But then all of a sudden he starts ghosting you. You're trying to figure out what the heck happened. You get very discouraged and feel devastated that it did not work out. You feel like God must not want you to be with anybody and you start to believe that you may end up alone. You believe your prayers have not been answered and that there must be something fundamentally undeserving about you. Can you tell this is what it looks like when you're being mastered by your brain BS? Let's take a look now at what the same scenario would look like if you were mastering your brain BS. That guy starts ghosting you and you notice that your brain is offering you a lot of thoughts and most of them are not favorable towards you. Even though your brain wants to make you think God doesn't care about you or that you must have done something wrong, your higher self knows better and it is not taking the bait. In fact, you start to try to figure out what the situation is trying to teach you and how it is a good thing that he is no longer in touch with you. 
The truth is God is looking out for you, knows that person you think is so perfect is anything but that. In fact, God knows who is perfect for you and wants to give him to you. But first, you have to get the emotional foundation in place to support this relationship you want so badly. The answer is you can't let your self-worth be defined by another human. So you have to be able to tolerate rejection and not stop believing in yourself when a man, and you can insert any, it could be man, woman, trans, they, whatever you want, you get the idea. But you can't stop believing in yourself because somebody else rejects you when you don't really even know that person and they decide to just take off and ghost you. So FYI, you also have to get rid of the riffraff to make room for the real deal. Meaning if you have people in your life that aren't serving you and aren't really looking out for your best interests, you need to eliminate them so that you can find people that do. It will change your life. All right, so in recapping, when we pray to the universe or whatever you want to insert here, we oftentimes think our prayers have not been answered for a variety of reasons. One is that the answer does not look the way we think it should, so we don't even see it. The second is that the solution offered may be too scary and uncomfortable to actually contemplate, let alone implement. And the third reason is that we are being mastered by our brain BS and not managing our minds well. This means we're believing our BS, we don't believe the universe has our back, and we forget to ask effective questions that can lead to positive and enlightening answers. So if you've heard enough and you understand that your prayers have actually been answered and you just didn't realize it and you want help finding out what the answers are, sign up for a free 60-minute consult with me. You can go to www.thebrainbs.com. There's a link there where you can sign up with me. We can talk about what it is you want so badly that you're praying for it, and I can help you to see the answer that you have been overlooking all this time, because I promise you, our prayers always get answered. It's just a matter of whether we can see the answer or not. I hope you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast, do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you want to dig a little deeper, you can join me in my private Facebook group, the Brain BS Group, where I provide you with daily guidance and inspiration on how to manage your brain. If you've heard enough and you're ready to go all in with Mastering Your Brain BS, you can sign up for a free consult at www.thebrainbs.com to see what it would be like to work with me and get all the details. Finally, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. The only thing standing between you and what you want is your brain BS.